0: chapter two of the coast of bohemia by william dean howells this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter two ludlow believed that if the right fellow ever came to the work he could get as much pathos out of our farm folks as millet got out of his barbazon peasants but the fact was that he was not the fellow he wanted to paint beauty not pathos and he thought so far as he thought ethically about it that the americans needed to be shown the festive and joyous aspects of their common life to discover and to represent these was his pleasure as an artist and his duty as a citizen he suspected though that the trotting match was the only fact of the pymantoning county fair that could be persuaded to lend itself to his purpose certainly there was nothing in the fairhouse with those poor dreary old people straggling through it to gladden an artistic conception. Agricultural implements do not group effectively or pose singly with much picturesqueness. Tall stalks of corn, mammoth squashes, huge apples and potatoes want the beauty and quality that belong to them out of doors when they are gathered into the sections of a county fairhouse. Piles of melons fail of their poetry on a wooden floor, and heaps of grapes cannot assert themselves in a very bacchanal profusion against the ignominy of being spread upon long tables and ticketed with the names of their varieties and exhibitors ludlow glanced at them to right and left as he walked through the long barn-like building and took in with other glances the inadequate decorations of the graceless interior his roving eye caught the lettering over the lateral archways and with a sort of contemptuous compassion he turned into the fine arts department. The fine arts were mostly represented by photographs and crazy quilts, but there were also tambourines and round brass plaques painted with flowers and little satin banners painted with birds or autumn leaves, and gilt rolling pins with vines. There were medley pictures contrived of photographs cut out and grouped together in novel and unexpected relations and there were set about diverse patterns and pretenses in ceramics, as a decoration of earthen pots and jars was called. Besides these were sketches in oil and charcoal, which Ludlow found worse than the more primitive things, with their second-hand chic picked up in a tenth-rate school. He began to ask himself whether people tasteless enough to produce these inanities and imagine them artistic could form even the subjects of art, he began to have doubts of his impression of the trotting match its value its possibility of importance the senseless ugliness of the things really hurt him his worship of beauty was a sort of religion and their badness was a sort of blasphemy he could not laugh at them he wished he could and his first impulse was to turn and escape from the fine arts department and keep what little faith in the artistic future of the country he had been able to get together during his long sojourn out of it since his return he had made sure of the feeling for colour and form with which his countrywomen dressed themselves there was no mistake about that even here in the rustic heart of the continent he had seen costumes which had touch and distinction and it could not be that the instinct which they sprang from should go for nothing in the arts supposed higher than mantua making and millinery the village girls whom he saw so prettily gowned and picturesquely hatted on the benches out there by the racecourse could it have been they who committed these atrocities or did these come up from yet deeper depths of the country where the vague shallow talk about art going on for the past decade was having its first crude effect ludlow was exasperated as well as pained for he knew that the pretty frocks and hats expressed a love of dressing prettily which was honest and genuine enough while the unhappy effects about him could spring only from a hollow vanity far lower than a woman's wish to be charming it was not an innate impulse which produced them but a sham ambition implanted from without and artificially stimulated by the false and fleeting mood of the time they must really hamper the growth of aesthetic knowledge among people who were not destitute of the instinct he exaggerated the importance of the fact with the sensitiveness of a man to whom aesthetic cultivation was all-important it appeared to him a far greater evil than it was it was odious to him like a vice it was almost a crime he spent a very miserable time in the fine arts department of the pymantoning county agricultural fair and in a kind of horrible fascination he began to review the collection in detail to guess its causes and severalty and to philosophize its lamentable consequences end of chapter two recording by expatriate in bangor maine